0: Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, how's it going? Good, I couldn't hear you for a second there. Uh, I don't know what happened. Ah, strange, the failures and the misgivings of our audio on Pop Apologists. That does bring us to some news. Should we give the good people the good news? The good news, the tidings of great joy. Yes. (laughs) Lauren? Yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren and I have invested three figures into new audio equipment. That's how much this podcast is becoming a black hole of throwing money into the abyss. We are now just thrown down a good chunk of change for some professional microphones, so we sound less crappy as we record for you people. I've never even spent that much money at a Nordstrom rack. We spent $300 on this audio equipment per person. I've never spent more than three hundred dollars at a shopping place. Yeah, we sure did. We threw down some big bucks, so hopefully it pays off, and we don't sound so crappy. Yeah, like, Fingers crossed. If not, we're probably just gonna have to call this podcast quits because we'll have poured, like, you know, everything into it. I feel like with this podcast is like a continual process of packing a bag to get on a train. But the train never is leaving the station. They're mm-hmm. just always prepping to leave. Always prepping to leave. Always stressing about having to prep to leave. And you just shouldn't stress because the train's not going anywhere. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm glad we have a faithful like three listeners. Wow. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I'm glad we have a faithful three listeners. How much does this po- – Should we say how much does podcast cost us a month to create? Oh, gosh. Yeah, if- what is it? like? How much per host? It costs us each $250 a month. That's a car payment, folks. That's a lease. That's a Mazda lease for you. And given that we have probably a solid two listeners each, maybe four listeners, we're basically spending $100 on each person. I'm spending... (laughs) And I'm sure they'd rather just get the $100 than have this podcast in their lives. Can any of you in good faith tell us that you'd rather listen to us than have cash? Because I couldn't. If we're just going to continue to flatline, we might as well just get these people Venmo addresses and send the monthly check or (sighs) or Venmo and call it a day. And then I can have my, my four hours and $250 back a month. Honestly, I think we'd also maybe fight less about content, about whether or not we should talk about Ellen, if we were just Venmoing our fans. Yeah, I would just preserve our sisterly relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would preserve the value that we brought into the world, potentially right. up it, because I'm sure these people would rather have the cash. We'd have better relationships with our mother. Absolutely. There's a lot of pros. Okay, so basically, we're quitting the podcast, <laughs> you guys. It's been really fun. Yeah, here we Wait. are. Can, Can we I- just sign off now? Let's sign off. Thanks folks. <laughs> Wait, can I talk about mom for a second? Am I are we allowed to talk about mom? Honestly, I don't even care. Let's just break every I don't rule care either because this is our last podcast, so we're going to go balls to the walls. But yeah. Get your balls on the wall. Let's hear it. Yeah, we we really are breaking all the rules today. <laughs> so, there's this video of Cardi B where she's giving advice to her uh friends about if their friends are acting different around her your man like what you should be suspicious of. I love it. It's one of my favorite pieces of content on the internet. I love Cardi B and I was recently watching it and I thought I need to post this on my story because it's still important. It's still relevant. And I want you to know that I had it up for maybe 10 minutes before mom DM'd me and she said, Chandler, in all caps, take this down. We don't talk that way in our family. And then I received a follow-up text that said, I'm just going to skip through. I'm just going to skip to the highlights, folks. She says, "Not only do you make our family look bad, but you make me look bad, and I want all my friends to unfollow you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly ready to restart this podcast under a different name and get mom like off the off the subscribers so we can actually chat honestly. I know. It's like I'm being censored left and right. I'm a grown woman. I'm turning 25 in 2 weeks. Nobody forget yeah, nobody forget. How long will we continue to be censored as women, know, as, it, as adults? It, uh, Lauren, that's a fantastic question. Honestly, it gives me a, like a lot to reflect on because uh, I I did immediately take down the Cardi B post because I just was not interested in it's fighting too, the good fight. I will think during the week. Oh, there's a, Oh, I want to tell this story. Oh, I want to say how this went. Nope, I can't. Mom nope. listens to this. Nope, I can't say it. Mom <laughs> listens to this. And I'm just ready to throw off the shackles. Let's throw off the shackles. Let's not quit the podcast. Let's just restart it. Let's quit all, let's have wasted all the money we've spent on Pop Apologist. Let's rebrand completely. I've been thinking that we need to rebrand anyway because Pop Apologist, I'm not even sure that it truly describes what our podcast is. And so I'm actually ready to just burn this thing to the ground. Let's burn it to the ground. Should should we sign off now again? (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Okay, how are you? How was your oh, week? <laughs> that, none of that was a joke for me. I really am feeling like we probably should change our our podcast name. Do you feel that way at all? Never. Lauren, I love our branding and I love our name. And until I'm thrown out of whatever creative agency I'm working at for being outdated, I don't want to change it. Okay, let's stick with the name. But what I think that we should do is create some sort of Patreon. And so... Potentially, we can c- try to swindle one person out of four ninety nine a month, and we can have an uncensored version of the pod. What would our cut look like of five dollars a month from one person split between the two of us after Patreon takes their cut? Probably, we still owe Patreon money. <laughs> Probably, like still a, a charge a dollar. <laughs> We'd have to give them some sort of down payment to allow us to be on their platform. I'm ready to pay though for freedom of expression. Mom is all about like freedom of of speech and the Constitution and being an American, but not for her children, not for her 30 year old daughter. Where are my First Amendment rights? Where I'm sorry, but did the founding fathers not found freedom for me, (laughs) or was it just for our mother? And not for her children. Seems like my birthright. We will say whatever the hell I want. Wow, that was like, that was really stirring. I hope that was inspiring to all of you. I really, I, yeah, I really do feel that. So let's just try to brainstorm at some point what the name of our Patreon oh. will be. We, we are like Prisoner84601. Oh, that's a zip code. I think that's actually a Utah zip code. <laughs> that's not the Prisoner name <laughs> Wait, no, I think that is. I think that is. I, I thought it was like 24601. Oh, maybe it is 24601. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was like I a thought. Freudian slip for when I was working a terrible job in Provo. Prisoner eight four six zero one. I know, I need to hold on. I just need to see the prisoner number. Wait, Ms. 24601. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anywho, we really are prisoners and it's time for us to, you know, throw off these shackles, as you said one day. I'll save um, everything I want to say for the Patreon someday, but let's just speak through the filter for now. Chan, the week, how's it been for you? Okay. So last week, I, two weekends ago, I had a COVID scare and that was my second full weekend in the city. And that was really devastating to me because I was fully ready to throw myself on San Francisco and I couldn't. So after I tested negative, I got back on hinge with a fury and I was... was starting to field some dates and I t- chatted with this guy and it was going really well. And then he ended up flaking. Well, he canceled because I don't know who knows the excuse was miserable, but I sent a screenshot of him canceling back to him. Oh my gosh. Did you include whatever caption so you is, had or no? No, this is what happened. I don't know for sure that he got it oh. because I immediately... I'm good in crisis, as we've talked about before. I went straight into airplane mode, and then I turned my phone off. So there was just like no chance. When I turned my phone back on, the picture did not say delivered, and then I deleted it. I still don't know if it's sent. I haven't heard from him since. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So if any of you potentially work at the Genius Bar and you could let us know whether that text got to him, that would be fantastic. I might be calling T-Mobile this week, but basically folks, if you wanted to unsend a text message, the trick is to immediately turn off your cellular data, go into airplane mode, then turn your phone off. And then upon turning your phone on, delete the message that was trying to send. Hilarious is if you look back in my phone, especially in the screenshot section, back a couple years, it suddenly becomes for the past 10 years, all screenshots of texts with guys that I would send to people daily either to dissect or to ridicule. One of the two. And it's shocking to me that never happened. Shocking. Well you so this has never happened to you. Never happened to me. Have you ever accidentally sent a screenshot of someone you were maybe talking some shit on to them? No. What have I done that's embarrassing over text? I mean my biggest thing was texting the wrong person thinking it was not the texting. you don't want to date with someone accidentally. So yeah. I did have one big kerfuffle, but I never <sighs> sent screenshots accidentally. So ugh. yeah, that was a low, but altogether, I'm going to say that the week was really good. Good. How was your week? What's it, what's the latest? My week was fine, but do you know whose week was not okay? Was not well? Simon Cowell's. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Hold on. That was one hell of a segue. (laughs) I noticed on the outline that you're like, it's boring whenever we say, how was your week? Good. How was your week? Good. So I figured I would just get straight to celebrity news. Keep you happy. Yeah. Straight to Simon Cowell, if we can call that celebrity news. Simon Cowell. Everyone has been wondering how he's doing and not well, bitch, because guess what? Last week he was riding his electric scooter or electric bike. I'm sorry. Electric bike. This is already boring to me. Okay. This story is actually riveting. He was riding his electric bike in his own courtyard of his house, trying it out for the first time and broke his back. (laughs) I'm sorry. Wait, you could have chosen literally any story from the news to be like, oh, they didn't have a great week. And you chose this one? I think that fans of American Idol everywhere really would love to know if Simon Cowell was in the hospital. I'm here to report to them that, yes, the discoverer of talent such as Kelly Clarkson, such as um, Keep not going. Cal- Catherine McPhee, okay? right. um, Carrie Underwood. Ruben um, Studdard. Fantasia. <laughs> Ruben Studdard, absolutely. <laughs> Clay Aiken. The- oh, my gosh. Yes, I would love to be. What is it? Invisible, a shadow on the wall. Um, Are those Clay Aiken songs that you actually just knew and referenced? Yes, that was a lyric to Clay Aiken. That's actually embarrassing that you know about some Clay Aiken songs. And I was invisible. Do you know that he was was, like running for office?
1: I I went down too
0: loud already. Are you using my Spotify by any chance? no way somebody like i keep logging on my spotify and it like takes me back to whatever i'm playing and it keeps going back to this ellen pompeo random podcast interview <laughs> I it's yes, I, yes i am oh Thank i freaking you. knew it i freaking knew it i'm like what idiot i'm like i don't give a shit about ellen pompeo <laughs> yeah, oh my so gosh i logged into your spotify because i wanted to listen to this podcast interview of ellen pompeo this week and You can only listen to it on Spotify and I don't have a Spotify (laughs) subscription. So I downloaded Spotify and logged into your account. Yes, I am caught. Okay. How did you use my – how did you get my login? I I don't know. I just wasn't – No. How did you get my login? Do you have my (laughs) Facebook password? Lauren – Be honest with the podcast right now. How many of my logins do you have? I have every login you have. have. Ladies and gentlemen, your chain is like in my password keychain. Do not send me anything incriminating because my sister has access to literally everything. I don't know how I got into these shackles, (laughs) but... She has them wrapped around me. Yeah. And I'll be damned if you ever become an unshackled. That's for sure. This is so funny because I literally saw this and I'm like, there's no way this is Lauren. I'm like, I'm just going to bring this up. It'll be funny. And we can be like, oh, what weirdo is doing this? Of course, it's freaking you. Okay. Wait, I need to tell the pod about you posting on San Clemente Life as me. Whatever. Let's just, it's all, we're laying it all bare. Lauren... You, so our town where we grew up, San Clemente, has a Facebook page where it's notorious for people reporting kids speeding, just any sort of hoodlums or town happenings get reported on San Clemente Life. It's also an open forum if you, you know, are, are looking for any sort of local businesses. Anywho, I look on my Facebook and I look at San Clemente Life and I see that I have all these comments and I'm like, What? Upon further inspection, I have posted in San Clemente Life saying, in search of a tailor. (laughs) In search of a local seamstress. That's what you said. Uh, Yes. In in S-I-S-O of a local seamstress. Because I wanted to start a dress company at one point, and so I wanted to partner with a local seamstress. (laughs) Okay. What else is there to realize? I had several friends from high school text me and say, are you Okay. (laughs) I posted like, several things on, as you I know um, and I like, it wasn't until I was like Lauren this is actually annoying that you like got your own Facebook um can we go back to Simon Cowell yeah we can go back I just want to say that this was hard-hitting breaking news on the Daily Mail and a lot of people were talking about it and I also want to say that I don't remember that much of Simon Cowell except for this one thing I remember which is that? Did you know that he used to buy all of his ex girlfriends' boot jobs? Yeah, I actually it's did like, know that. He's notorious for it. Yeah, yeah, I always felt first. I thought that was rude, right? Like totally how misogynistic. That's disgusting. But on further inspection, I'm thinking like, wow, how incredibly generous! Like, I would love to start dating someone if I was single again, and for them to be like, hey, here's a cool twenty k. Just get hotter. I would, you know, just enjoy just... A thousand tuck. percent. If they give me just like a beauty stipend, like a lump sum, I'm so in. I well, think it's annoying to be, be prescriptive about get this work done, but just 20 grand to beautify, done. Even if they said, hey, this little nip, this little tuck... No. ...would be killer and here's the money to pay for it. Would be killer. <laughs> if Katie <to> you... <laughs> Lauren, this little nip and tuck would be killer. If it came with a 20K check all day. It's called the campfire rule, Chandler. Leave something better than you found it. And I appreciate it. Damn. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I love this. I love how what a I- Simon Cal Stan you are now. What I don't have anything from my ex-boyfriends except for like embarrassing memories mm-hmm. and like moments of mortification. Right. I would love to walk away with a hot, hot new set of boobs. So uh, anyway just want to throw that out there yeah that's i think that would be a fantastic journey for you and i would support you 100 percent. thank you i wouldn't need your support though since i, had, right. I have right i would support you Simon. physically actually there's one other thing i need to talk about that happened to me this week i don't know if okay. this is going to be depressing for the audience but i've diagnosed myself with carpal tunnel kagan thinks he has carpal tunnel too what yeah he Wait, like what, it's what so bad for him. he has a wrist brace he's wearing huh? no i think i might have to like oh my gosh Okay. Wait. Okay. This is what it was, happened. It like holding his hand at dinner tonight because it hurt him. Yes. I don't even know what this means. Okay. Carpal tunnel. It's for people who truly work hard. Yeah. I wouldn't have no clue. <laughs> Basically your finger. Well, what happens to me is that my wrists kind of ache and my fingers go numb. That's really I, not good. I know. Okay. I, okay don't scare me. But I think it's because I am like clenched all day, like with my hands on my wrists. Like I have not, I've not been taking my life seriously and, or how do I say this? Let's just say that ergonomic is a word I learned recently. Oh yeah. Like an ergonomic mouse. And Lauren, I now have had to redo my whole workstation setup. It's not as cute as it used to be. It's definitely not as Pinterest. Do you have like a gamer mouse? I'm going to have to get one. That's funny because I had one at Stance when I used to work yeah. at Stance and I, I, I could have given you my old one except for I never went back to Stance and got any of my stuff. I just left it all there. which so is you, really you're going to tell me you could have given me like a $70 mouse. Yeah and like, and, like an ergonomic keyboard. And saved my carpal tunnel. This is People like you don't even know what it's like to have CT. What's CT? Carpal tunnel. That's what I'm calling it. Oh, oh, CT. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, I need to actually take this offline and talk to Kagan about this. But basically a word to the wise, don't take your life for granted. I was, I'm just shy of 25 and I now have carpal tunnel and I've just been living like my wrists. We're going to just type like this forever. And I've had to reevaluate. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that's one of the major reasons why I've always tried not to work hard is because I've just thought there's going to be bodily ramifications. So Mm -hmm. I can't, I really can't do this. And I'm just (laughs) not going to. Okay, so I might be here at work pretending to work, like it might be 630. But I'm actually not doing anything. I've been checking Instagram for the past four hours. (laughs) No, even that will give you CT. That will give you CT. Honestly, you've got to slow no. down on the Instagram. Don't work hard on your Instagram either. It will. When I'm doing when I'm doing things for pleasure, they don't impact my body negatively. <laughs> so what? It, what? So if you have carpal tunnel at 25, what is that? Rheumatoid I mean, arthritis I mean, by 28? Like how bad is probably, this? I should start telling all my hinge dates that this is end of the road type of thing. Damaged goods. Seriously, mm-hmm. I know. No, you probably just need to actually take care of yourself. No, I think I've talked to a few people and I have to do some wrist exercises. Like I can't even exercise my normal body, let alone my wrists. Okay. So now I have to add that to the list, wrist exercises. And I have to like basically take breaks a lot. It's honestly like my um, upward mobility is totally gone. It's shot. Yeah. Hold on one second. What up, baby? I'm recording.
2: Yeah, recording. Forgot to tell me what.
0: I some oh, good. We, like we, we're like in the middle. World. Tell Kagan about my carpal tunnel. Kagan wants to talk to me about how top. he's selling some shares. What? I, I thought, but I thought, is that a good deal? All right, we'll talk about it later. Wait, oh, Kate. Yeah, tell him about my carpal tunnel. No, I don't think that's, I don't, I, you're trying to diversify to not diversify. Hey. Kagan, I have carpal tunnel kagan chandler's carpal tunnel Me too. yeah oh. kagan tell them it's from people yeah, who really work things. hard hey i'm coming this podcast is so off the rails kagan yeah. what are you doing what are you doing do you, you have to get symptoms? a
2: wrist brace
0: oh it's so ugly
2: no i'm telling you it's a game changer Don't
0: do it. What so it, so what, what are I'm your here. symptoms do your fingers go numb
2: my like my my forearms Mm-hmm. Are really sore, there's mm-hmm. tendons if you dig into them, you can find Oof. like really sore spots, okay, and then mm-hmm. the top of my hand is really aching, yes,
0: that's literally yeah. the top of my hand and like my wrists, and yeah. then my fingers start to go numb.
2: Uh, I gotta take this call. Good chatting,
0: thanks. do not wear a hand- wrist braces. so ugly oh. i Lauren, that's literally <clears throat> what I'm saying I as like... your as your sister, you'd be better off like cutting off your hand, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> okay just okay. with that piece of advice let's move on let's move on um okay chandler where do we net out on the jennifer garner debate that's what you wrote on the outline so all i would you like to, oh would you like me to answer or do i want wanted I to take this opportunity to ask you where do we net out on the jennifer garner debate okay. yeah here we go i first of all you did you even notice that i posted a rebuttal to all of your posts on this there, hardly okay so Chandler posted on, on our Instagram story saying, oh my gosh, Jen um, was seen with Bradley. What's going on here? And very cute, great content. Content level 10, but I thought that veracity level or truth level was a zero because it, it looks so much to me like his ex-wife. Oh my gosh, Lauren, literally, you are delusional. Okay, let, let me just go through my journey. Let me tell you what happened. So I was 100% convinced that... This was a Arena. And I was honestly mortified because I thought, I, here we go. I let Chandler have some free reigns in the inter- Instagram, and already <laughs> we're reporting fake news. So I issued a public apology on your behalf, and I think o- over 200 people saw it. But a couple hours later, <laughs> I deleted it because I thought it looked ugly in the video. <laughs> and then then you posted all this stuff about how there's suspicion the, amongst no, our followers. Not stuff. I posted compelling evidence. Some compelling evidence about the fact that it actually is Jen. And the the piece of evidence that actually did convince me, which I thought I was unconvincible, and I was literally looking at all the news outlets publishing this thinking, this is a joke. This is a joke. All of these establishments, everyone out there, people, Us Weekly, Broads. E-news, I think even CNN posted it or something in their lifestyle section. I just thought they're all Condé Nast. (laughs) They're all a joke. Like these people can't even look at a picture. There's no journalistic integrity. No, but then. Jokes on uh, you. The evidence that really compelled me was the wrinkly forehead. Yes, the wrinkly forehead. The wrinkly forehead was a dad giveaway. Mm -hmm. The wrinkly forehead and her beach outfit. Like you think Irina was gonna be wearing that to the beach? That was a classic mom beach outfit. Okay. And here is the deal. There's nothing romantic going on between Jennifer Garner and Bradley Cooper. It is a wishful thinking on the part of moms everywhere, but it's just not happening. Like you, Do you think that's what you wear to the beach if you're dating Bradley Cooper? No. I don't think, I don't think Jennifer Garner is trying to sell her body, Lauren. I'm just saying she's the most wholesome not, person who's ever existed. Exactly. And Bradley Cooper is not interested in the most wholesome person that that's ever true. existed. That's f- if you look at his dating history, we have J-Lo. we have Suki Waterhouse. Yeah, that's true. We have Renée Zellweger. We have such head-turning, seriously. And then Irina, like the most like bombshell of bombshells. He's interested in like very flashy women. And that's not Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner is like girl next door, stunning so stunning but he doesn't have that high level of taste yeah it's true so it was a lizard brain as i'd say yeah he was definitely he's definitely lizard brain it's wishful thinking on the part of everyone everywhere but i'm just glad that after you had talked to my best friend tara about how i was wrong that i was then vindicated you are hereby vindicated i'm glad that i'm at least living to see one time when you're right about something that that part is nice and interesting for me Um, yeah, honestly, for me, it was the Apple watch. That's a woman of utility. That's a woman who has dealt with a lot of shiz in her life and she needs to keep things together. That's somebody who has to deal with sharing custody with Ben Affleck. Irina is too carefree. She can't wear an app. She doesn't need to wear an Apple watch. Yeah. And honestly, an Apple watch is for a practical person. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, literally a woman who has to, wait, who's been Affleck dating again? It's a tool. Like, you know, who. what someone, you know, you wear an Apple watch if you're the type of type of person who wears a wrist brace. Oh, shudder. <gasps> Lauren, this is literally mm-hmm. my future we're talking about. And I think you need to have a serious attitude change because you and I are going to be vacationing together into until the end of time. And I'm going to be wearing my wrist guard. I'm just kidding. I just, I want you to, I want you to coax your wrist into health however you need to. But if I have to just hold your single hand throughout the rest of your life, <laughs> don't ask me why. I cannot wait for you, me and Kagan to all be on like a trip or something. And if both Kagan and I to be wearing wrist bracelets. No, it's not hot for Kagan either. I told him, get that thing off. When we're at dinner. <laughs> get I didn't thing off that's I like a mom thing to say I didn't sign up to date someone wearing a wrist brace I signed up to date someone who didn't need freaking like a crutch of any kind okay so geez <laughs> gosh the kind of indignities that you just deal with in a long-term relationship uh, I guess how would you hurt how would your engagement ring look with you at a wrist guard uh I don't know you I'd be, kill myself first <laughs> I wouldn't be engaged <laughs> i never put the ring on my finger because my hand would be cold and lifeless oh <laughs> uh, i love how i'm making up this joke like wearing a wrist guard is so ugly it's like the worst thing that ever happened to you and honestly oh my gosh it, this crutches is my are way and worse actually, and i'm going to accept it and handle it with grace and poise or, or like. just wear jackets you live in san francisco I you wear, wear jackets, jackets. and jackets wear mittens and then you don't even have to worry about, no one's even going to notice. This is a non-issue. Mittens? a yeah. Year-round mittens? Fingerless mittens. It's cold in SF. <laughs> it's so cold there. Yeah, that's, oh,
1: yeah. You need them.
0: It's great. It's perfect. Okay, let's move on. We have some real-time news that we want to talk about. Morgan Stewart announced today that she's pregnant. Star of The Rich Kids Above the Hills, now she's the host of daily pop, nightly pop, and necessary realness on YouTube. She is marrying Dr. Phil's son, not Tim McGraw's son. Yes, she's marrying Dr. Phil's son. We adore her. She's not a friend of the pod, but, you know, perhaps a a celeb of the pod. A celeb of the pod. Uh, I hear And she is pregnant. Yes. What are your thoughts? I feel like a lot of celebrities are getting pregnant during quarantine. Because it's no one's doing anything anyway. No one's doing anything anyway. And I wonder if, do you think she knew she was pregnant when she got engaged? I do. I I do think she knew she was pregnant. I think she knows. Which is fine. I think think that you don't really waste time when you're in your early 30s like you do when you're um, in your 20s. And so they probably just thought, let's do it. Let's go for it. I also think that they got engaged pretty quickly. So yeah, they probably just fully jumped into everything. Chan, did you read the essay by Gwyneth on her divorce that was published in British Vogue last week? I cannot say that I read it. This, this essay will leave you reeling. Like it left me just spinning. (gasps) I'm so excited. Like circling the drain of emotion, just completely beside myself. Okay. I'm just going to read you a few paragraphs. Okay. Okay. It is. Okay. So this is how it starts. So she sa- so the title is conscious uncoupling has permeated breakup culture. Gwyneth Paltrow looks back on a separation revolution. So this is, she's writing, she's written this. So she says, it was my birthday, my 38th. My ex-husband and I were tucked away in the Tuscan countryside on a hill in a beautiful cottage with a view of the forest fall was coming, the leaves were just loosening their grip on bright green. Inside, the cottage was perfectly appointed in the way you dream of for a birthday trip. Cozy living room with a fireplace, kitchen table overflowing with spoils from a farm nearby, peaches, tomatoes on the vine, basil, eggs. I don't recall when it happened exactly. I don't know, I don't remember which day of the weekend it was or the time of day, but I knew Despite long walks and longer lions, big glasses, a barlow and hands held, my marriage was over. Okay. I don't think this has anything to do with my carpal tunnel, but my fingers just went numb. Is this not <laughs> chilling? <laughs> I'm not going to spare you. I'm not going to read anymore. But I going to say, the writing is stunning. It transports you completely. Wow. I didn't know she was such um, a good writer. I, yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Um, it's... It's a beautiful essay about the ending of her marriage, but I think that the big, biggest takeaway happened at the end of this other paragraph. I'm going to read. There's okay. just one more paragraph. I'm going to read. Okay. Okay. So she says, "My ex and I had always been friends. We laughed at the same things, shared a funny bone, sense of humor, impressions, utter silliness. We moved by the. We were moved by the same qualities in music: beautiful chords, innovation, harmonies. Peter Gabriel, Chopin, Sigaros." though I listened for pleasure, and he, he was studying for an exam. We loved walking to and from Osteria, Basilico, through the park for pizza, especially on those British summer nights when the sun doesn't ever seem to set. We loved road trips to the new forest or to the seaside, but most of all, we loved our children. We were close, though we had never fully settled into being a couple. We just didn't quite fit together. There was always a bit of unease and unrest. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I think that, like, for me, I mean, they were together for, I think, 16 years, so the idea that they never really fit together, and Chris Martin, is really interesting. I think it's so interesting, and I also think that it's such a brave thing for her to acknowledge that it's not like they had this, like, I mean, I'm sure they had, like, a deep soul connection to some degree, but, like, to just say, like, we just never actually fit, it, like, I think it's, like incredibly like huge to admit and very real for a lot of people but I I guess I wonder why did you get married to him then if you didn't fit together especially See, being one of Gwyneth- Paltrow you could have any guy you well, ever wanted it's so much more complicated than that I think it's like there's a life that I want to have and maybe we don't fit together perfectly but you provide me with the life n- not even provide me but like you and I will have a life that I want to have Yeah, it's obviously maybe it was a little bit of the musician thing. Like she, he was the top rock star basically of that time. And so maybe it was a little bit of that kind of infatuation. Wow. This is, it's pretty chilling. It's chilling. I think one of the interesting things about looking at her relationship with Chris and now her relationship uh, with with Brad. Brad is that. Look at the way that there were basically no paparazzi photos ever of her and Chris together. They were barely ever seen together. Really? Chris never wanted... Yeah, this that was a big thing is Chris never liked to walk in public with Gwyneth. Like even down the street, he would always like he never wanted to really be seen together. And there was always this some, some weird uncomfortability between the two of them that I think is even in hindsight, really apparent and palpable. And you look at the way her and Brad Falchuk just really click and are so totally incredibly just um, magnetic with each other and love each other so much and are obviously so comfortable around each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I wonder, yeah, I wonder what dynamics were at play there. And I was thinking about this today as I was looking out at the sea, thinking about Gwyneth Paltrow. I was thinking, I wonder if she was so stunning and just had the world at her feet so much that there was a part of her that wasn't ever uh, really had to be vulnerable. And because she never really had to be that vulnerable, Mm -hmm. there was a part of her that was not really able to be known Just follow me here. I'm I'm here with I'm here with you. And entering the relationship with Brad, where she's had a failed marriage, and she's not necessarily in the prime of her life anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's definitely, there's a really interesting interview she gave in the Goop magazine with Brad talking about their marriage. And she basically Mm -hmm. just talks about how he demanded a level of intimacy and vulnerability that she never been used to offering. And she articulates it explicitly. She says, I never, I just was never comfortable and I never would be that vulnerable with someone, but he makes me show up completely and fully and calls me out on it when I don't. I did read this. Yes, yes, yes. And so I just wonder, I wonder if there was a weird dynamic between them where it was like, I'm a perfect movie star and you're Mm -hmm. a world renowned musician. And maybe on some level, because we are like, gods we're totally. immortal mm-hmm. we don't have to no. do anything any true emotional work we don't have don't to know. rely on each other in that like deep of a capacity yeah this is all total conjecture and it's probably yeah. totally wrong but it's fun to think about i didn't know that i didn't know that chris martin didn't really want to be seen with her like it wasn't like, like an, i don't think it was an embarrassment thing but it was definitely something weird there and then i remember after so she i know that she broke up with him and and i know that pretty quickly thereafter he started dating someone some kind of like was Jennifer Lawrence no he started dating someone else someone super random okay. okay if you google chris martin dancing in the street there was some girl he dated right when they got divorced and it was like a like an f i think it was a little bit of a not an f you to her but yeah it was like a oh i've moved on i'm like with someone else type of deal and i'm willing to be her that I never was with you really Annabelle Wallace Annabelle Wallace that's right what I know this is like I've been reading celebrity gossip for so long there's just so many like files in the back of my mind seriously do you think Chris Martin is attractive do I think Chris Martin is attractive I think he like the combination of obviously his musicality yeah, yeah, I do. But if I saw him, I didn't know him, I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I God, have I to him. hook up with him or whatever. Right, right. Man, Not that, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, I think he's really cute. I like like his facial hair and his like skinny English boy look. Yeah, wow, I mean, he's that, definitely a cute guy. That essay, though, I'm sorry, I'm like taking it. Like, I, mean, I know i you pissed that you haven't read it yet. Are I'm, you like, like dying for the podcast we have? We're yes, you read it. Literally, pays to read the show notes, baby oh man should we move on to some bravo let's move on to bravo i'm gonna be honest i thought real housewives of beverly hills was fine it was good it was fun to see the fashions but i was not blown over by any sort of the drama it seemed like more of a it was a rehashing denise dug her heels in Mm -hmm. i think whenever they have these big like climactic episodes within the season like we're gonna have probably the next two or three episodes are just going to be like rehashing just a post-mortem completely. Yeah. Because I think this is like the penultimate moment of the season. I don't even know what the point is of like continuing on until the reunion. Have you heard the rumors from that Kyle, the reason why she's been in such a bad mood this whole season is because of she hates her bangs? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Heather McDonald was saying that, yeah, I think it was her that she's basically been in a bad mood and grumpy and been like, fighting with all the women because she's just subliminally upset that she has bangs. I mean, if there's one reason to be in a bad mood, that's it. I mean, I honestly fully validate her and those feelings and give her a a complete free pass. Although I will say, I think her bangs are cute. They are cute. But you and I both know what it's like to get our hair done and not love it. This this has never happened with our darling Caprice, but it's happened to us many a time as people who have dyed their hair since basically they were 11. Absolutely, absolutely. It can really throw you off, and it could throw you off for a whole season potentially. Did I tell you what I? This is a, s- a small sidebar. Did I tell you what I plan and plan, planning on doing on my birthday? The no. only plans I have on my birthday. What are they? I don't have any other plans other than I'm getting my hair done. I'm getting a partial weave. I mean, that's great. I think you get a little bit older, and you just realize what's going to bring you true joy and happiness on a day that I can. Just be completely selfish getting my hair done. That's the only thing I want. And cash. That and cash. Absolutely. Life's simple pleasures. Truly. Simple pleasures. Um, Unlike when you're younger and you just you really enjoy life's more complicated pleasures. (laughs) We all Uh, we all know what that's like. We really do. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. When you're young, it's all Sudoku puzzles and you know crosswords. But then you get and you get older and it's, let's just throw some cash at this chick. <laughs> I just want like services on my birthday, like massage, hair done, nails done. That's just like actually what I'm interested in doing. The old- want, You'll go I ahead. I don't want to do a hike. I don't want to do some sort of strenuous game, play- game playing. You don't want to find yourself. I just want to be like treated very well all day by other people. Once again, cash plug, birthday's happening in two weeks. Uh, What's your, let's do the actual plug. What's your Venmo name? Venmo name is Chandler Blood. So, okay. You heard it here. You heard it here. You heard it here. You want to talk at all about New York? I feel like I watched it so long ago. They went to Mexico. Oh, yes. Gets into it. Actually, Ramona tells Dorinda that she needs to go to AA, and then Dorinda is talking to Luann about it, and she's like unleashes on Luann, and Leah antagonizes Ramona. That's okay. So it. I'm glad that Ramona and Leah made up, although it's obvious from their state of communications today that they stop no. that that things go downhill again. Definitely. I think that it's so funny. That Sonya really is like, I always feel like she's just such a pleasant drunk. Like, she's just so funny to watch. She never goes crazy, never mean or volatile. No, like her drinking is just, she just becomes more funny or she Mm -hmm. just passes out, which I thoroughly love. But I will say, the Dorinda with Luann thing was ridiculous. ridiculous. The way that she got so mad at Luann, and Luann was like playing it so cool and so chill. Lauren was a class act. A class act. And Dorinda was just losing her mind. Dorinda has seriously like so many issues with alcohol. So it's so bad. I think also Dorinda is the type of friend where they you truly have to be a yes man to a friend like Dorinda. You cannot tell her that she's wrong ever. I think it's when I think it's when she's drunk that she cannot handle any sort of dissent. I, don't, I honestly I feel like even in person like I'm sorry, is, even when she's completely sober like Nobody has ever been able to successfully say, Dorinda, you messed up. Yeah. And even like Ramona, who's like totally nuts. And I'd much rather spend an evening with Dorinda than with Ramona. But Ramona, like when Leah and her were chatting, like Ramona owned it. And she was like apologetic. That's the thing, Dorinda, you're right, Dorinda, I think is, you're you're 100% spelled on, and that's the reason why, even after the terrible night in the Berkshires, the girls woke up, and they just weren't even going to give Dorinda any crap, they weren't going to confront her about anything, because they just knew it was a losing battle. But then then again, it's, I would still rather be friends with Dorinda. Yeah, because there's... mm, when Dorinda is a good time, I feel like she's a good time. She's a and great Ramona. Time. When she's a good time, she's just like self promoting. Well, and I feel like when you have Dorinda in your corner, like it's incredible. I would rather have her gassing me up than Ramona. Yeah, because I don't think Ramona really truly gasses anyone up other no. than herself. No. So, uh, agreed with you there. Um, should we read some reviews? Let's read some reviews. Okay. Do you want to read the first one? BK BK. I would to do this. Yes. Okay. Um, BBK, I don't know who this is, but I love it already. I listen to way too many serious podcasts, and these girls are just a treat my earbuds need. are just the treat my earbuds need. Great banter and random girl talk get me through a workout cleaning the house or yet another stroll around the block with my kids. I've listened to a few reviews of Taylor Swift's new album, and this one was by far the most entertaining and spot on. Also, their story of their mom going to get dye Lemonade was too good. Ugh. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I, that honestly is the highest compliment ever because the Swifties are hard at work. And if we can even touch what they do, I will die happily. I think that as we were contemplating quitting the pod at the beginning of this episode. Mm -hmm. So this just gives us the courage, encouragement we need to keep it going. We'll keep keep the entertainment coming to the people. At least another week. At least. Yes. Thank you. That seriously is so sweet. So sweet. And I appreciate the fact that she appreciated my very candid and your very candid review of Taylor Swift's album, because I felt like we definitely went out on a limb there. So I think she has shown us that honesty is the best policy. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Next review, Lauren. Oh my gosh. Lauren is hilarious. DevMT. This is the most delightful Mm. podcast. Lauren is just absolutely the wittiest funniest most darling host wow lauren's voice in my ear every wednesday is a gift from god above love what wow um i'm sorry i'm annoyed what (laughs) lauren as in lauren lauren is this is the most delightful podcast lauren is just wow it's she says lauren three times deb thank you so much this is so nice i don't know who you are um, but this is honestly so sweet, and thank you. I know exactly who this is. Deb, I'm offended. Wait, Chandler, I wrote this I wrote this review from Deb's phone at the <laughs> office. <laughs> I just literally spiraled for a minute thinking like, wow, Deb actually never liked me. She always thought I was second rate to you. And this just oh proves it. Oh, my gosh i i wrote it and i was like it's going be so funny we're gonna read this as we're recording and just, like listen to her voice fall and like, is hilarious and all <laughs> the title too like it's just it's the knife just cuts so deep just nothing about you no acknowledgement <laughs> What? yeah this is officially a fake review I don't think she's ever listened to our podcast I was just walking by uh, her the other day and I was like hey can I grab your phone and I took her phone and even tell her what I was going to do and I went and left us oh my gosh you didn't even tell her, her no you have to tell her now that I, I told their, her I told her after and I was like you're gonna die this is so funny Chandler's oh gonna like oh my gosh oh I was like well, I mean she, she got me a going away gift <laughs> to San Francisco and everything but <laughs> clearly she doesn't care she doesn't actually like me it didn't work out so well because I didn't realize as I was posting it that I was going to come up with her name. And so I thought this was just going to be a random. So it was truly going to be anonymous and I would fully oh, trick you. But You should have made me read it so that it would be like extra sad. Well, I, I thought that I was going to read it because when I read it, then you give the first comment. So I was looking for that. Yeah. You didn't think this one through. <laughs> okay. How many seconds were you fundamentally tricked? I The minute that I saw a review page, I just saw the title, Lauren is Hilarious. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, like, I literally had the wah, wah. <laughs> and then I was like, as I was reading the I'm like, it's okay, don't be sad. Don't be sad. Oh, <laughs> my god, I'm sorry. It's so mean. Do you guys see uh, what I've had to endure my entire life? Look, Listen to what I put the listeners through, like, listening to a fake review. Gosh. Wow. I, that's also funny because you've been, like, all episode, you're like, oh, and we got to do reviews. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've been looking forward to this moment all week. we really have been pushing it. <laughs> okay, I have no faith that we're going to have reviews for next week. We literally only have three or four listeners anyway, no. and we had one new review this week. If you have a second, we would love a review. We'd love of, a real review. From don't don't mention Chandler in it. <laughs> We'd love a real review uh, done honestly and above board. Or we will stoop to levels of just stealing phones and writing reviews ourselves. Yeah. It's no big deal. If we must. It's okay. a risk we're going to take in the time of COVID. In this perilous time, Chan, it's been a pleasure. A pleasure. Truly. So great. Love you. It's Love truly you. so great. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review, hit us up on Instagram at popapologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday.
1: Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you.
2: I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of The Therapy Group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psychobabble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist, but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.